0: I cannot help but ask myself, is this a hopeless crusade? Have my actions led to the extinction of our people? The Allspark is a vessel of life. In the hands of Megatron, there's no telling what he might do. The Allspark. Yes. A clean and decisive victory. Goddamn right! Unlike those movies, am I right? Those movies were messy, they were silly and corny, and those aren't the same as a cartoon.
1: Wrong genre. Hey, welcome to Score Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt.
0: Hey, man, I'm Brian Brushwood. Uh, I, I, is this another Netflix original? This
2: is. I think we had a trailer for this a little while ago, but this is Netflix finally putting out Transformers, colon, War for Cybertron Trilogy, colon, Siege. Uh, the Rooster Teeth people have made this, and it is a dramatic mech. Like, There's no humans. It's a mech action drama. It is a trilogy of a serialized anime.
0: So the first six It's called episodes, Machinima. That's what you're trying to say. It
1: sounds hmm. like Machinima, right? The first- Yeah, that's hmm. a great, uh, uh, what is that called? A portmanteau. Uh,
2: that's right. Uh, the first six episodes, which they're calling Siege, the first of this trilogy, come to Netflix July 30th.
1: Man- You know what they say. The more colons in a title, the better it is.
0: Uh, <laughs> put a pin in that uh, uh, but I'll tell you what uh, separately I want to have a discussion about like uh, whether or not we should be afraid of, of new projects based on old projects but we're not going to talk about any of those because we have Amos from Ritual Mis- Misery joining us thank you so much Amos hey guys so optimistic or no
3: are you uh, Optimus Prime I'm happy to see something like that coming out. That's not the junk. So you're not mega dud. I am very optimistic.
0: How does a co-host go comes from a podcast that we know most? Sorry. I just wanted, everything has to be Hamilton right now.
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, folks. It's just the way the world works now. Uh, You'll see in our primary target. Oh, wait, wait. We're in metaphors temporarily. It's Price Wars, a new soak. Uh, YouTube TV raised its prices for its streaming cable replacement service from $50 to $65. Fubo TV announced that as of July 1st, Warner Media networks like TNT, TBS, and CNN are no longer available on Fubo. But ESPN and other Disney networks are coming to Fubo in August. So Fubo decided to bump its package prices up by $5 a month, making the base package of Fubo $60. In response to both of those, Sling TV announced all new and existing Sling subscribers as of August 1st will get a one-year price guarantee. So if you sign up right now, as your your rate will be locked in august 1st and no they're not going to raise it between now and august 1st it just means like you'll you'll get billed august 1st and from then on you'll be one year solid no price increases uh and in fact if you sign up for three months of service uh and pay for it ahead of time they'll send you an air tv to dvr that's one of those uh internet dvrs and an antenna uh so you can record your over the air antenna stuff uh that's for recording over the air stuff uh onto a dvr and then streaming it over the internet to whatever device you got anyway uh so sling service starts at thirty dollars a month uh it's confusing as heck because they've got blue and orange packages uh and it's all weird but brian it's time to start taking advantage of easy cancellation to do some price shopping as always we recommend suppose.tv is an easy way to see who has the channels you want and for how much
0: Yeah, I would say that uh, uh, for every single player in the traditional over-the-top network space, now is the time to shake up everything, Uh, uh, make literally any tiny change you want to your program, uh, announce a new increased price, and say that this is the only moment you'll ever get to switch to the new thing. Uh, Truthfully... In a world where uh, sports is pretty much on pause, like this is technically for a consumer, the world's worst time to make a change, but that kind of makes it all of these suppliers' best time to pitch one.
1: Yeah, or to put that price increase, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I just signed up for Sling TV maybe two weeks ago, so I just missed out on this this free DVR deal, but. Um, for as little TV as I watch on a regular basis, Sling TV has everything. And I'm glad to see that I picked the one that's not going to be raising prices. Yeah.
1: You're going to get, you're going to get locked in on your price uh, as of August 1st. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you make any package changes, how that affects things. Uh, and right. when I had Sling TV, I was making package changes a lot. Cause they have a lot of little add on packages, you know, for news and lifestyle and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, d- I do think that this is, this is now the moment where, things get competitive. And we will actually see the benefit of these over your cable company. When your cable company raised prices, your options were to complain loudly to your neighbors and watch TV from your cable company. Right. I mean, that you might have had an option like DirecTV or Dish uh, viable. A lot of people did. You might not want to deal with it. Now it's easier than ever. You don't have to call somebody to put something on your roof. If you want to have an alternative, you just cancel your service and switch to a new one. So people people were tweeting me, and I'm sure they were YouTube, Brian, saying like, YouTube raised its prices. Uh, where do I go? And I'm like, I don't know. You might want to stay with YouTube. It might still be worth the money. Like, it's still not that expensive compared to cable. Uh, but if you want to go somewhere, you you should. You should go try something else out.
0: Uh, part of that is them, you know, uh, giving a wink and a nod that... <laughs> where are you gonna go what are you gonna do vote for romney uh it's 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 like uh it, there's only so far you can go
1: um That's very 2012 of you yeah. uh
0: intentionally though so. um but uh in this case uh i don't know man how far off do you think we are from 5g and starlink and any of these other uh internet stuffs like are, are we talking about uh over the top networks or are we talking about uh, uh, connecting to what we got got
1: going on here is, is, is the, the ideal situation, right? Like Amos slings going to try to keep you, uh, with, with that price guarantee, but that doesn't mean you have to stay at any point. If you look over and say, wait a minute, Fubo's got the lineup I want, you can bail. Uh, and, and anybody who's on YouTube TV can do the same thing. It's so easy to switch back and forth between these.
3: Yeah, that's one of the things that got me onto Sling was that they did have the packages that, are, or the 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 channels that I wanted because there's only a select few. And I signed up for it. The family we've had it for two weeks, and the family still isn't watching it. Like they're still watching Netflix and you know Apple mm, TV and everything else. So, that's the other thing, um, right? Yeah, you could like just it, cancel it, it, it all together. By and the way, not down
0: best, it. most bizarre backwards advertisement I've ever heard. We've been on it for two weeks, and my family still ain't watching none of it. <laughs> right, so, <laughs> so go ahead, sign them up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that. Uh, I think there's, there's a little bit of learned behavior from folks. Like, well, what do I do now? They raise the price, and it's like, mm, uh, decide if that price is still worth it for you uh you know there's lots of these tools out there i like suppose.tv because i think it's laid out really well and allows you to just pick the channels you want and then shows you which ones are available but you can use any of those uh it is easier than ever to figure out who has what you want at what price and then pick the cheapest one talk about the chicken challenge brian you could take the chicken challenge every month friction free sorry explain to
0: me the friction-free version of the chicken challenge every you don't month have
1: to pick up a phone and talk someone down okay you just <laughs> switch um yeah i get the
0: vibe that uh i i i don't know yeah forgive me uh we should have had this conversation off the air but it's like I don't know how into the chicken challenge I am anymore because I feel like they're on to us. I feel like I feel like they've they've got all that baked in and and all they want is for somebody to get on a right? phone, and it's,
1: it's a chicken free challenge now. Right,
0: right. right? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 like you feel like you're playing their game. Like all yeah. they want is for you to pick up well, the phone. And, and my point and say, was, hello, you I would don't like have to have a take the chicken about. challenge
1: anymore. You don't have to call someone up and try to bluff them into giving you a deal. Just go to suppose.tv, find the deal, and sign up for it. Like I know it's not as fun but it's
0: like it's a much better situation really also i'm pretty sure they're getting some kind of kickback on supposed.tv
1: yeah i think they they make they make that clear is that they have some referral links in there yeah. but so far what i what i've seen is all the links are are all the information is still presented neutrally so
0: i agree with all of that also they sent us a lot of emails and, and, and a
2: lot and, of the services we talk about sent us a lot of emails. Okay, all right,
0: I'm
1: including saying, ones
0: that we just, talk, uh, just because, because any very of us mention out. one of your services, please don't spam us with all of your emails. That's please all we're saying. Don't. Yeah,
1: they don't. Listen I don't to see us. any of those emails. So I know it's all good for <laughs> me <between laughs> now. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did see. I did see Bryce run out of steam, and he's just like, "Hey, what's it going to take?" We'll you talk to about stop? This at the <laughs> talk <because laughs> okay, after talk because <laughs> after talk, I don't want to name the company. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Bryce Uh You know what? Yeah. We do like getting emails from people who want to give us money.
0: Hells yeah, man. What we want is people to keep us loud, live, and independent by heading on over to cordkillers.com. Uh, 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 sorry, patreon.com slash cordkillers. Just a buck an episode, man. That's all we're asking. You get uh, your own independent RSS feed. All of us show you all the love as fast as possible. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. No chickens will be harmed by backing us at patreon.com slash cordkillers. No Let's nonsense. talk about how to watch. Here's one that I think, Brian, we can explain to people. Uh and Amos, I I think you you probably are are up to speed, but I'm curious if you have questions. But I, I saw a lot of people very confused when NBC announced that it is adding content to its Peacock streaming service from Viacom CBS. TV shows from CBS, Showtime, and the CW, along with films from Paramount will be available at wide launch of Peacock starting July 15th. Don't forget that Peacock's out for some Comcast customers, but the majority of the U.S. public gets it July 15th. Uh, So that confuses a lot of people because they're like, wait, aren't these the shows that they put on CBS All Access or Showtime, the paid service? And the answer is yes. But CBS has played this game differently from the beginning. They have said our library content, forget our originals. That's a whole different thing. Star Trek Discovery, a whole different thing. But our library content, old episodes of Dick Van Dyke, Cheers, uh, et cetera, we'll license them to anybody. There's no exclusives there. So Netflix, you want them? You got them. Hulu? Sure. Line up. Peacock? Not a problem. Write a check. Here you go. We'll give them to you. Uh, And that's going to help all of these services because Peacock can now have a higher number of stuff in its catalog because of that
0: yes uh <laughs> uh I, i'm trying really hard not to bring quibi into the discussion uh
1: but the, <laughs> now i'm very curious how you were going to plan. like should quibi license cbs shows no no no, no just
0: just that quibi like leans so heavy into originals and now it as a result it doesn't get to make these kinds of moves right so uh uh, uh yes uh cbs makes a lot of shows shouldn't be weird that it's on peacock
1: amos is this what do you think of this
3: i think that anytime any of these services or any of these um these these property owners want to try a different strategy and try to mix it up and try to get it out there in different ways it's it's good for the consumer because it's showing that experimentation that's going to finally bring us to products that are good for us as opposed to good for just the entertainment companies so if they want to mix it up and get you know cross network shows and everything else i'm all for it they're, they're gonna find a niche that wants that particular subset of shows on that network or whatever and you know if it's just all your original content or just all borrowed content then you get the old netflix or you know and it obviously we've evolved beyond that so the more experimentation we have the better off we everybody is so- The networks the providers us
0: counter example what happens when everybody is licensing everything to everybody else and all of a sudden it doesn't matter what service you have
1: well then are, the originals are, no- are what distinguish you right this right. and this is what's interesting is right now you you think of even the catalog stuff as being exclusive right warner media holds the rights to friends and they uh fought to get those rights back from Netflix so they could put them on their own service. Sony owns the right to Seinfeld and Netflix threw down some money to get Seinfeld on Netflix, right? So you talk about these heritage shows. CBS could be doing that with Cheers, right? And there would be all this concern about, oh, Cheers is leaving Netflix. Where is it going? And we'll talk about Mad Men moving around later. But what CBS is doing is saying, we think, we're gambling that this content really isn't the thing that drives subscriptions. What drives subscriptions to CBS all access is Star Trek discovery is the good fight. So why wouldn't we try to make as much money in bulk on Cheers rather than trying to jack up one price from an exclusive arrangement? Uh, and, I I don't know which one actually makes the most money, but I'll tell you what, CBS probably has an easier time going to Peacock and saying, hey, write us this check and we'll give you this entire back catalog of stuff uh, than they do clawing and scratching and trying to get exclusive deals out of stuff. May or may not be more lucrative, but it feels like it would be if you get enough of these deals and CBS is now starting to build up enough of these deals.
3: I would liken it to the platform wars for video games. Most consoles get most of the games some consoles get very specific uh exclusives and when you've got have a person like me me that's not dedicated to any specific game line you end up with i don't care which one i get i'm going to play the exclusives on that system and then you have other people that are like no i have to get this system because it has that those exclusives and the rest of it would just fall by the wayside and then you have and, people and that the, are like the, i want all of it all the time and, and we're shaping up to that it. same sort of economy analog to cbs
1: is we're a studio that doesn't want to be exclusive to a console we're going to make our games for everybody but there are studios who do
3: exclusive deals with the consoles right so i'm all for it i think it's great
1: yeah uh and you know i don't think it really is going to change all that much what is interesting though is on the apple tv app which decides uh you know okay i'm watching rewatching cheers right it'll it'll tell me which episode is next uh you're in season four episode 21 but When I was watching Star Trek, or when I was watching Picard, it would always launch Cheers in the CBS app because I was paying for it. But when I put that subscription on pause after Picard went off, it started playing it on Hulu uh, because it doesn't have a deal to launch it on Netflix, even though Cheers is also on Netflix. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why that struck me. It's interesting.
0: (laughs) It is funny because every time I call Spectrum to argue about why my internet is down, there comes this point where it's like it gets halfway through the phrase, What is your super secret access? And I just shout, I don't know it. And then the robot says, That's cool. And then (laughs) puts me in contact with a human.
1: All right, let's move on to talk about what to watch in Under Surveillance. Former Rick and Morty writer and producer Mike McMahon's Star Trek Lower Decks, speaking of CBS All Access, is going to arrive on CBS All Access August 6th. The show focuses on the support crew of an insignificant Starfleet ship, the USS Cerritos. It's It's set a year after the Next Generation era, so it's Picard era, but not conflicting with any of the timelines from the actual Next Generation stories, and looks like it's it's meant to be just a comedy of like what it's like to be an ensign on a ship that isn't important, that is not the Enterprise or the Endeavor or any of those.
0: We've seen various iterations of a similar story, some helmed by Kevin Smith and and, and other talented writers. Um, this one feels so strange to me by being a Star Trek show. Like like, is this made any better by being a Star Trek show? Amos, what do you think? Despite the fact that it looks like go Teen Titans,
3: you do have the Star Trek. Uh, you know, the, the The universe is already there. the The history and some of the names and things like that are already there, so you can rely on on a lot of that for story notes. Um, but uh, this is another one of those things that, as long as it's bringing some sort of value to someone who enjoys Star Trek, I'm I'm all for it. I won't be subscribed to CBS All Access for this. I'm not that big of a of a Trek head, but I I would enjoy it if it was on YouTube I'd probably watch it. So that's that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah,
0: I I don't know. Uh my gut says that uh that Star Trek is a brand that is aspirational. It 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 aims to elevate our minds to what humans might eventually come to be. Uh there is a place for what what it's like to, you know, uh, uh, scrub the decks on the lowest, uh, you know, parts of a ship, but I don't know. I, I I I don't understand why it needs to be a Star Trek thing. Outside of well, like you know I mean, a, a random Picard showing or something,
1: it's not that it needs to be a Star Trek thing. It's that Star Trek wants to try out an irreverent show. They want to try out to. They want to push the boundaries. They want to go where no Star Trek show has gone before, being funny. So this is how you do it. You say, all right, let's talk about, you know, all the Star Trek shows are about really important people doing really important things in the Federation. Uh, There've got to be places in the universe that don't have that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about those ships. Let's talk about those people and what they do. I think that's a valid premise to try a show. It's all in the execution, whether you can make that funny or not. And I think it can be funnier because it's in the Star Trek universe and we all know that. So it can it can reference a lot of things within the universe that that wouldn't matter or wouldn't work that well outside of it. So, Like I say, it's all a question of execution.
0: Right. I believe all of your words, but I also heard the tone and I feel like we're both putting it on yellow alert. Would that be accurate?
1: Uh yes yes uh in comedy incoming yellow alert brace for impact.
0: Amazon is developing a show based on Bethesda's game Fallout. Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, who uh, helm Westworld together, will develop a Fallout game. Or sorry, a, a Fallout game based uh, TV show. A statement from Nolan and Joy said, "Quote: Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has cost us countless hours that we." that we could have spent with family and friends weird hot take uh so we're incredibly excited to partner this with uh todd howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatics at bethesda to bring this massive subversive and darkly funny universe to life with amazon studios i don't know i don't know it, it's hard for me to even
1: read that with the straight face do you want to fall seems like you just show? described
3: every television project ever
1: Right. Do you want a fallout TV show? That's the question, right? What I want is anybody to try to shoot for the stars.
0: And the tempting thing right now is for me to bank all of my fallout experiences and decide that that's as good as it is going to get. And anyone who tries harder is only going to put my current love for the fallout universe at risk And I encourage myself, just like I do with the Cowboy Bebop, just like with the Airbender Project, all of that stuff. uh, If something is good, it's good in every version and the world is richer in every iteration of it. And I believe that Fallout is a good enough franchise, a good enough world, a good enough story that, that, that not even the people, I mean, let's face it. Westworld was made better by there being those first three seasons. uh, And I believe Fallout will be made better by an attempt to try to do the same. Am I alone? I'm alone. Uh,
3: I'm actually really looking forward to this. The people that brought Westworld in any capacity have the ability to bring a gritty, um, uh, post-apocalyptic world together. So if anybody's going to do it, I think this is probably the right crew to do it. And after that, it really just becomes the writing, because that's, that's where the Fallout games have really uh, taken shape, is in the writing. The stories that they're telling and, and the, the relationships that build, and if they can carry that into the screen, then I'm pretty excited about this.
1: I think it's good that this time, Westworld will not be accused of ripping off Fallout. Ha! <laughs> A trailer is out for Netflix's Cursed, telling the story of Nimue, the Lady of the Lake in Arthurian Legend. Uh, The series was in production before the publication of a book called Cursed by Tom Wheeler with illustrations from Frank Miller. Uh, But that was all part of the plan because Wheeler, who also wrote for the TV series Empire and the Cape, wrote the Lego Ninjago movie, developed the TV show with Miller, as well. So, this was let's write a book, Miller, you illustrate it, let's do a TV show, we'll show run it, we'll executive produce it, we'll use Miller's illustrations, and Wheeler will write it. Uh, basically, the idea is Nimue's mother gives the Sword of Power, aka Excalibur, to Nimue with instructions to deliver it to Merlin, but Nimue decides to wield it for herself to protect her people, the Fae, from the Red Paladins, the church. And of course, you'll get an Arthur and a Gawain and a Morgana and most of the usual Arthurian crew in there as well. Uh, Did you you see this trailer, Brian?
0: I did not watch the trailer, but it sounds, man... Does it sound similar to Warrior Nun? It's uh, uh, just uh, a, a, a magical object that doesn't belong to somebody who somebody's gonna take a test drive with, and then you know eventually get around to doing the right thing.
3: I was struck by, now of course, this being the trailer, they picked and choose the scenes that they wanted to show, but it looks it looks amazing, it looks gorgeous, it looks like there's a lot of action, it looks like it's, it's done really well, and I'll, I'll, I had never heard of this before reading the show notes, and this made me excited about it.
1: The, uh, the show is definitely a a a throwback to, uh, or, or not a throwback. It it sounds very similar to ideas that Marion Zimmer Bradley played with in Mists of Avalon. Uh, it's certainly not the first Arthurian show, but I don't know if you want to criticize it for that, because there's been like one million different takes on Arthur going back to the Middle Ages. Uh, it's, it's a question of whether uh, they, they pull off a, a, an interesting story here or not, and I, I think they might.
0: Uh, Conan O'Brien will be the first U.S. late night talk show host to move out of the house. Conan O'Brien is going to start recording in his, uh, in, in an actual studio on July 6th at the Comedy Club Largo at the Coronet in L.A. The show will have a limited crew and no audience uh, what do you think no audience sounds like? Uh, I'm going to guess somebody I laughs mean, somewhere, right? It's no,
1: it's no different than, than what he's got going on now, except maybe he's got a few more crew members uh, yeah. or something. But the point here was to get some money to Largo. Uh, mm-hmm. Conan has, has done a lot to, to keep, you know, comedy funded in LA and putting on pop-up comedy shows, uh, getting, getting some up comics, uh, a chance to, to get in front of an audience. And so, you know he can't do that right now uh but what he can do is say to cbs i or, or to tbs sorry uh, i want to do my show here let's pay them uh and get them some money because they can't be doing shows right now
3: yeah this is a great idea uh, i hope other late night shows in particular follow this because it seems like something pretty easy to do you're already talking to a wall with a camera might as well talk to a, a room full of walls with cameras and uh, up the production value a little bit. Keep your people employed and keep them in practice. And also provide, um, provide funding to a local institution, a local uh, arts theater that is struggling right now. I think this is just a win all the round.
1: Let's get to the notes. Uh, episode one of season four of the good fight from CBS all access is available to stream for free on YouTube until July 15th and 10 select episodes from all four seasons are available for free at cbs.com, the CBS app, Amazon prime video, and the Apple TV app, a uh, way to try to suck you into the sto- the uh, story. Uh, Mad Men left Netflix last month and has now landed on Amazon Prime Video in several parts of the world. In the United States, Mad Men will stream on Amazon's free IMDb TV service as well, starting July 15th. So you can watch it now on Prime Video uh, for free on IMDb TV starting July 15th. In some places of the world, it's going to be on Starz Play and in the United States and a few other places, AMC will also get the rights to air episodes of Mad Men and stream it on demand starting in October. Apple TV got the rights to an action period movie called Emancipation, starring Will Smith and directed by Antoine Fuqua. Emancipation is based on the true story of a slave escaping Louisiana to join the Union Army during the Civil War. Apple also reached a deal with the Maurice Sendak Foundation to create TV series and specials based on Sendak's books, including, of course, Where the Wild Things Are. And Netflix landed Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7, telling the story of peaceful protests of the 1968 Democratic Convention that turned Violent and led to the arrest of seven of its organizers. Cast includes Watchmen's yaya Abdul Mateen II, Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Barra Cohen, Jeremy Strong, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Alex Sharp, Mark Rylance, Michael Keaton, Franklin Jella, and John Carroll Lynch. So, all star uh, cast there uh, for a Netflix original movie.
0: Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, sounds light as can be. Just uh, if you're looking for some candy, that sounds like perfect candy. E- light Easy. Sure, nothing bad happens.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, they get arrested.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Sorry. Spoiler. (laughs) All right, let's talk about what we've had our eyes on, uh, something you've been watching, Amos, that you want to talk to folks about.
3: For the last two years, I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. I've not made it to a show. Every opportunity I've had has been uh, shot, and I have been desperately waiting for the opportunity to actually watch this stage production of hamilton the musical and to be able to watch it on disney plus this last weekend with the original cast and crew and you know i even even did a uh a, a watch party with some people that had never seen it never heard it or anything else it's just a wonderful experience and if you haven't seen it or if you have seen it and you just want to know more about it um, I put a link in, in the notes for Howard Ho's Hamilton playlist. This is a guy that breaks down the motifs, he breaks down the themes, he breaks down the music, he breaks down all the different aspects of Hamilton that make Hamilton Hamilton. And I, I'm i not really into musicals, I love Hamilton, so go watch it.
1: Yeah, I think most of the United States <laughs> watched Hamilton uh, over the weekend. Brian, did you watch anything this week that was not Hamilton?
0: Uh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I had an answer, and then suddenly I didn't. Uh, I watched Snatch. (laughs) Uh, Turns out you could love a thing and then discover it's kind of silly. Uh, uh, That's my opinion on Snatch. But more importantly, I tricked uh, my children into watching both terminator one and terminator two and uh uh while the eldest of the two like knew the conceits of both the younger like had no idea like like she just experienced terminator like oh my gosh this is a bad robot and then went straight into terminator two and she was just like well wait uh, but that's the bad robot and who's this other robot he seems kind of a, what it was
1: awesome it was great <laughs> that's great i love that I want to rent your children and watch these movies with them. sounds so much fun. Uh, I watch, I've been watching a, uh, a Chinese uh, wuxia. Uh, those are the, uh, the martial arts series called untamed. It's available on Netflix. Uh, so you don't have to go to Vicky or, or any of those, those lesser known apps right there in Netflix called untamed. And it's about uh, two young uh, martial artists uh in in a kind of a fictional fantasy historical land who are a bit of an odd couple situation in fact there's a, uh, a I don't think Chinese TV allows this to be explicit but there's definitely a a boy love relationship going on uh under the surface uh and and they uh they stick together through thick and thin even though one of them is outcast from the clans and thought to be evil they do a great job of showing like fake news of like why someone would be thought to be evil and his reputation would be evil. But in reality, he's just trying to like, you know, protect some farmers and, 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 and get by. So it's, it's really interesting. It's got good martial arts. If you like that sort of thing, check out untamed on Netflix. Uh, Let's uh, see what's on the lookout, Bryce.
2: Hey, everybody. So I got a recommendation this week. I was scrolling through Netflix today, and it recommended this new anime series that I guess came out near the end of June called BNA. Uh, This is set in a world where humans and beastmen exist. Like humanoid uh animal people uh there's a high schooler named michiru that has suddenly turned into a tanuki uh beast man this is like a like a raccoon sort of thing and she goes to look for refuge in uh anima city which is like a beastman only city uh what she finds out is that the societal rules are kind of different when everyone is part animal um and with the help of a wolf called shiro she uh l- tries to settle in and figure out how she became uh one of these beast men uh and how to live in in the city this is produced by a company called studio trigger uh you might know them for kill a kill or the mm. little witch academia series so the 2d it's all it's uh, well, there are some 3D effects, but it's 2D animation with a lot of color, a lot of energy. I'm only a couple of episodes in, but I, I think it's pretty cool. And um, I really was not a fan of Beastars, the other Netflix anime show about uh, humanoid animals. Um, that was a, a kind of a more macho and sort of horror-y sort of uh, romance story, where this one is a little lighter, a little, a little funnier um also the english dub is pretty good but if you don't turn on the subtitles then they don't subtitle the like on-screen text for like a newspaper headline or forms that they're looking at but the subtitles also don't match the english dub they are the text translation of the japanese dub so a little bit of wonkiness there but i think it's i think it's i think it's pretty neat uh, why don't you let us know if you've got something we should be on the lookout for email at at gmail.com.
0: And also it's on Netflix. Bryce, there are times that I think to myself, if only my 16 year old daughter watched this show, she would like, love it. like the stuff that you just said, like, I just want to take that two minute chunk and hand it to her and say, yeah, your dad's
1: pretty cool. He, <laughs> he knows this guy. <laughs> you should totally do that. You yeah. Just, like cut and paste it, and send it to her. Um, Hey folks, uh, Brian and I do a lot of stuff, uh, to, to keep us going outside of the show. And, uh, you know, we, we, we like to tell you about that. One of the things that I'm so excited about is a project called current geek chronicles with Scott Johnson, where Scott and I decided to see what would happen if we actually got people who knew what they were doing with editing and research, uh, to help us deep dive on geeky topics. Uh, and it's, one of the best things I've ever done. Uh, We already started on it with the hopes that people will back it on Kickstarter, but we need help to make sure that we can pay these folks to do the editing and research with us uh, to continue it to a full season of deep dives on, you know, where did the name Mana come from? Why do do people say Zoom and Enhance in movies? Uh, And and Mortal Kombat, Uh, what do the kids who played it back then think about violent video games with their kids now? All of that stuff and more is part of Current Geek Chronicles. And if it sounds cool to you, go support it right now at Dot .currentgeek.com That
0: is awesome. It's like it's like you're doing Radio Lab but geekier than Radiolab, yeah, which is right. quite a, uh, an accomplishment.
1: <laughs> thank you, I, I take that as a compliment. Uh, we also don't want to forget uh, to thank Doghouse Systems for making it possible for us to even talk to you right now.
0: Heck yeah, dude, they provided all the hardware that we're running right now. Head on over to doghousesystems.com slash V slash Rogue, R-O-G-U-E, use promo code Rogue to check out, keep us in business. Let's move on to the front lines. Frontlands.
1: There's a lot of things Disney Plus hasn't done, but it didn't throw away its shot to happen in everyone's rooms this weekend. Hamilton, as we mentioned, premiered on Disney Plus, causing the app to be downloaded 72.4% more times than the average weekend in the United States. That's the four-week average, 72.4% spike in downloads uh and in fact worldwide up 46.6 percent those numbers according to aptopia and don't include india or japan in the worldwide numbers because disney plus is an add-on to another service there
0: also uh, because I, they don't care about american independence
1: i don't know if that's true no,
0: I guess, I, 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 because I, it's 46.6
1: percent in the rest of the world that you might not think cared about american independence either
0: Ah, good point Meanwhile, in an interview with The Guardian about his movie Greyhound, Tom Hanks expressed regret that it had to be released on Apple TV. He called the uh, uh, the change of plans "quote an absolute heartbreak." I don't mean to be angry about my Apple uh, overlords, but there's a difference between uh, picture and sound quality. He also complained that Apple required him to do press interviews in front of a blank wall, calling them "quote the cruel whipmasters at Apple," which is only the way you get to talk after you've starred in bosom buddies <laughs>
1: that's right if he had never never uh starred in bosom buddies uh, apple wouldn't put up with that that kind of stuff i wonder about this like it, what was the conversation where they're like, no, Tom, you can't stand in front of your bookshelf. Uh, we need you in front of a white wall. And he's like, well, I'm going to complain about this on the uh, in the interview then. My goodness. What, the, have you seen you
0: know? have you seen Tom giving zero F words alive in front of a studio audience as he's promoting the video game for uh, uh, for the Da Vinci Code? It is next level. This is going to be uh, put a pin in this. Remind us. in after talk, you've got to see this. It's amazing.
1: Uh, A few app updates to talk about the Amazon Prime Video app now available in the Microsoft Store for Windows 10. It's basically the web version, but you can support offline viewing. Uh, You can download things on your laptop, tablet, whatever. Uh, The Apple TV app for LG now supports Dolby Atmos and Vizio announced that the Apple TV app and AirPlay 2 support both coming to Vizio TVs, at least some of the Vizio TVs later this year.
0: And Telemundo has become the most popular YouTube channel of any U.S.-based broadcast network. Each of Telemundo's U.S. channels now have at least one million subscribers, and each uh, uh, and the main channel has 10.6 million. The channels are mostly recaps and short clips, uh, and we'll be encouraging people to, uh, uh, sorry, in, uh, encouraging folks to download the Peacock uh, operating system to see the full shows. Telemundo makes up about one out of five of Peacock content.
1: Yeah. Uh, not an operating system. I think you give an NBC too much credit there. It's mm. just an app, but yeah, uh, they're, they're using the Telemundo uh, popularity uh, to direct people to Peacock, which I think is a competitive advantage for Peacock. Uh, uh Yes. A hundred percent. Walmart will partner with Tribeca enterprises to show drive-in movies in 160 Walmart parking lots from August through October. Tribeca will select the films. So far the list includes Selena, Bodyguard, straight out of Compton. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Back to the Future, Mean Girls, Casino Royale. I got a bunch more, uh, but yeah, if you want to go sit in your car and watch a movie and get curbside service of snacks and stuff, uh, look to your local Walmart. I guess
0: this is number one, totally on brand for Walmart. Number two, br- totally brilliant uh, because it it allows them with a straight face to say we saved movies. Uh, go out with your family sit together in a comfortable space and watch everything um we know
1: you're stir crazy come to the walmart parking lot it's a safe way to hang out with your family that's not at home i mean i
0: i I see no downside to this Uh, what about you guys
3: my sister-in-law works at walmart here in wasilla alaska and she was excited about it and that tells me that even because she doesn't like people in her parking lot you know she's one of the managers there and she's like they're just here too often But if she's excited about it, that tells me that overall the feeling at Walmart is going to be excited, which. Will bring this whole thing to a much pleasant, much more pleasant experience.
1: Headline: Jaded Walmart employees even excited about Walmart drive-in movies.
0: (laughs) And meanwhile, Sony (laughs) dominated the box office this weekend with Ghostbusters, respending its eighth week at number one. The first seven, of course, being uh, happening in uh, 1984. Ghostbusters brought in five hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the week. Sony also nabbed the number two spot with Jumanji: The Next Level. Bringing in three hundred thousand, IFC's brand new release, uh, Relic, brought in two hundred eighty-two thousand uh, to take third, and Jurassic Park and Jaws fell to numbers four and five. It's like we live in the sideways universe, Tom. <laughs>
1: I, I, there was no way to know what these releases would be. But can you imagine if we had done the summer movie draft with these as the titles?
0: I, 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 I we're, I mean, we're living it. Yeah.
1: <sighs> mm. Like if we had known ahead of time, like okay, they're gonna stop showing new movies. There'll be a few indies, like IFC's Relic, that you can <laughs> bid on, or you could buy Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, and Jaws. Um, I mean, yeah, my
0: crazy. only regret is that they didn't make a big thing of releasing them all at the same time. And of course, there's no way for them to have known. But it like, like let's say, let's say all of Walmart decided they were going to have a movie league and it's like, we're going to keep showing movies based on sales and whichever movie keeps getting seen is the one that wins. And then drive in after drive in after drive in, they declare a single winner. That'd be amazing.
1: By the way, uh, ghostbusters uh, was a July 4th weekend hit uh, in 1984 as well. Uh, that that was in it's like sixth or seventh week because it was released in early June but it was number one on July 4th in 1984 and in 2020 let's get to some dispatches from the front Uh, just one this week from Richard Richard says, I'm a few weeks behind on both podcasts and TV, so I apologize if this message comes a little late for both the conversation and for Pride Month. I hadn't watched Love, Simon or Love, Victor until this past weekend. Did I mention I was a little behind on stuff? I get that they aren't revolutionary or mind-blowing in any way, but I'd like to appeal to you to just think for a moment how wonderful it is that we could be bored by a movie or TV show focused on gay coming of age. Frankly, I'm not bored. I think it's delightful that a show like this is just another in a lineup of shows about kids growing up and trying to understand themselves. I'm a middle-aged gay white guy who marches the marches and fought the fights to get us here. So let's not forget how incredible it is that we are here. And let's not also take for granted that everyone enjoys these privileges. I live in a lovely private community where another gay family was robbed and harassed this weekend, so it's not so commonplace or boring everywhere. Hopefully, though, it's inspiring and enlightening for some. Love, Richard, friend and past guest of the show. Y-
2: yes. Yes. To all, like, I think it's great. Like, uh, Also, speaking as a queer man, it's great when there's big budget uh, representation, especially as big as Love, Simon was. Um, I think it's it's great that it's filling in the teen romantic comedy space um, and having movies about queer people that isn't just like, oh, and then they all died at the end. Um, I also do think that there are many steps to go in terms of better representation right i think nick robinson and and michael cimino are great in love simon and love victor i also don't think it's great that two straight guys are playing a gay guys uh in in these pieces of film i think i i think that feels like a weird misstep to to do it both times um and and I also think like oh cool a movie about an attractive <laughs> an attractive white guy or in love Victor's case he's he's Hispanic uh cool attractive people in high school ah oh, who am I going to fall in love with now like there are there are other depths to be plumbed but I do agree it's it's great that stuff is out there and that these are the beginning baby steps but I, if if I'm the captain of the ship, I know a direction.
0: I know many directions. I think we could move forward. How much of the experience is about the, and they're gay is is part of the story. Uh, uh
2: you mean, sorry. Uh, uh,
0: as a counter example, like I'm playing uh, uh the Last of Us Part Two with my 12 year old, and, okay. and we get to a part where, you know, uh, uh, the main character is exploring a same sex relationship and it's not even a thing like it's not even brought up as as being remotely weird or interesting or worthy of even note like as far as i know they've never even noted the fact or whatever uh uh, is 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 that the case in the movies or or do they make a bit of a thing of
2: I, i mean these are movies about young men discovering their sexuality so yes it is a central tenet of the plot yeah um which is great I mean it's, it's so video it's a,
0: games are better than movies finally got them to admit it <laughs>
3: uh, but thank you for the email Richard
1: yeah thank you Richard appreciate that uh, and thank you Amos for joining us on the show man
3: uh happy to be here uh, you can uh, you can you can catch me anytime on anywhere with the name not Amos Ethan Kane and uh, I'm very happy to talk to talk to you guys about all the new stuff happening in the world of TV because movies not so much these days. <laughs>
1: Not as many. No. Although you did get to see one called Hamilton. Did you watch that? You did watch that. Yeah. You
3: know, you told us. Ah, Ham, Ham, it sounds is it
1: familiar.
3: Hamilton. Hamilton. Ham, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. I, Yes. Right. Uh, thank you. The thank musical. you, Amos. Thank you everybody
1: for uh, listening and watching. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash nightattack, also carried on diamondclub.tv, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you again next time.
0: Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brush. You know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children no not my wife i know what you're saying i love our five dollar patrons these are the people that keep us loud live and independent thank you so much five dollar patrons
1: you know what i love them more than not life itself because then i'd be dead and i couldn't appreciate them but really 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 close and i'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen thank you
0: so much to all of our five dollar a month patrons you guys are wizards you're champions
1: you're heroes